this is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the One Bitcoin Show. Today is August the 30th, 2020. Strong hand, long term thinking. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin five digit realm. Buy and over crime. Personal responsibility is the new counterculture. Compete. Don't complain. Conviction. Be a unique beast. Hello, my unique beast friends. Of course, my elite friends. Uh, I'm offended by selling, and we're going to talk about that right now, you apex predators. No, there's only one apex predator. It's Bitcoin. If you have questions, I have answers. Type in Bitcoin Meister. Do a super chat. Get my attention. There'll be some time for questions. Make sure you watch... Uh, Thursday show, Gabriel from Venezuela was on, and this week at Bitcoin was great with uh, Andy and Benny and Juan Galt. And last night on this very channel, not the backup channel, we had a, a Beyond Bitcoin bonus show with Gabriel D. Vine. People are raving about it, raving about it, like a rave from freaking 1997 raving about it. Now, uh, yes, yeah, so and maybe Gabriel Divine was at. Maybe we talked about raves from 1997. I don't know what we talked about. No, it was Bitcoin. It was uh, current events. People really love when Gabriel Divine is on. I don't agree with uh, a, a lot of uh, many things that he says. It, it, uh, we don't. <laughs> our view on outer space is uh, totally different, uh, to say the least. But he's he's always great to have on, and we get along uh, in a great kind of way. So. Watch Gabriel Divine. It's linked to below. And follow me on Twitter at TechBalt, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. We're at the end of the month, and we're not going to break the fiat record for monthly close. It's something like 14000 Some people thought we could do it, and I said, hold your horses. We're right on schedule here, dudes. Let's – December – the December 31st of this year, are we going to close uh, with a, uh, a record in terms of uh, the, the monthly close number? And that would be 210,000 blocks after it uh, did it the last time on the upward cycle. So hold your horses, people. Uh, you, hey, dudes, if you, as long as you're holding your Bitcoin, uh, you're in good shape and you didn't sell, you've got it. And you didn't you didn't worry about when the fiat monthly close is gonna you know get the, the the new record and everything. No no need to worry, but we're not gonna get there tomorrow. It's I I'm making a prediction right now. That Bitcoin will not go over fourteen thousand dollars tomorrow. Pound that like button. But hey, September first is the equivalent of November first back in 2016, and that's when I was in South Africa, and I think we left the. Uh, we never went back to the $600 realm then. I mean, it, it, if you look at the chart, November 1st of, of that year, it that was post-having hype, post-having, and it, it really started going up then uh, continuously, really continuously at that point. So maybe that's what the, maybe what, that's what the next two days are, are about, that we will never, never look back uh, from this price that we're currently at, you fiat freaks. And you fiat freaks, we're going to talk about fiat in a second. Uh, this is, you know, t speaking about last night though, uh, and, and what Gabriel and I were talking about, he, he really believes that people are waking up <laughs> and that people aren't prone to be, uh, blindly following what the government says. I, I disagree with that. I don't think there are that many people, 
Uh, I think people are more compliant than ever. And here is uh, something from Dan Held. He says, with the virus, citizens are be beginning to question their government. It's only a matter of time before they begin to question their money. Now, I, I do agree that, yes, some, some people are questioning the government that would not have questioned it beforehand because their businesses are totally shut down. I don't, I think, I don't think we're all on the verge of some gigantic uh, uh, paradigm shift here where uh, uh, the, 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 the loud voices aren't going to get quiet. The loud, mindless voices, they're not, they're not being uh, silenced, all right? They're, not, uh, they're being believed, unfortunately. And he says it's only a matter of time before they begin to question their money, the, the normies out there. No way, dude. No way. I don't, I don't agree with that at all. I, I, I think people are more prone to be compliant than ever before, and they're not questioning their government about uh, being locked in their houses. Most people aren't. So why would all of a sudden they be interested in their money? I, I, I think we're, we, this is a this is something in, in the Bitcoin in Bitcoin circles. People think it's naturally going to happen. All these people are going to question their government about fiat. They they have it for all these years, and uh, I, I just don't see it. I don't see it happening. Among the 20 percenters, among people who use their brain, yes. But I just don't see an increase in the number of people using their brains. As this society becomes more and more spoiled and comfortable, uh, more and more people will be turning off their brains. But if you're a dude that uses your brain, yes. You, you, you probably – you should, if you're properly using your brain, uh, question your government about uh, money. But uh, the masses, no. I don't see the masses doing it at all. And uh, I'm glad I questioned a long time ago. It put me in a, in, in a pretty darn good situation. So uh, pound that like button. Let me see the questions here. I have a day, bro, says uh, Ken Bozak. He'll be coming back on the show soon, no doubt. He sent $4.20. Thank you for, for all the support. Uh, let's move to the – and remember, dudes, I'm, I'm sending out the message right now here in the live chat. To retweet, to retweet it. There you go. You can just click on that link and you can retweet it and everyone will be super happy. Now, what's my next subject matter here? I lost the uh, – and if you have questions, I have answers to ask them, dude. Uh, where is this? Oh, yeah, negative interest rates we're going to talk about here. This is from the uh, European Central Bank. Our negative interest rate policy has successfully stimulated the economy – and raised inflation in the euro area, says ECB executive board member Isabel Shanbell. The, uh, the positive effects exceed the side effects on banks supported by complementary measures. Okay. All right. So they, they're bragging about negative interest rates. They're, tw they're twisting the story the way they want it. It's, it's been good for negative interest. Raising inflation is good. That's a good thing. That's what you want to do. But they talk a big game. They, they talk very confidently. Someone, an expert, you know, we have to believe the experts, the experts at the European Central Bank. Isabel is a financial expert. So if she says negative rates are good and that negative interest rates have been successful, then they must have been. We, we must blindly be. And most people are, are eating that up. They're retweeting it. They're now, the Bitcoiners, of course, are, are ripping that to shreds, as, as well they should. Uh, the positive effects of negative interest rates. I'm going to tell you that the positive effects of negative interest rates are that uh, my Bitcoin is worth more in your, worth, in your uh, 
subpar fiat, okay? But for most people, their, their fiat's going to get them less when you, when you have these uh, negative interest rates and uh, money printing insanity going on, okay? Uh, forcing people to spend. Uh, now, I'm going to say this. They're doing the groundwork for the United States here, okay? They're laying it all out there. European Central Bank has gone to negative interest rates. Uh, they're, they're making it totally kosher for whoever's the next president to, to say, yo, look, negative interest rates were great for, the, uh, for Europe. They're very normal thing. They're very natural, very normal. The experts say they're great. Look at these fancy words and terms. So it, it's laid out there, okay? Fed coin will make it easy and people will be happy. They'll be like, oh, yes, I'm, I'm very willing to have these uh, negative rates, to have the convenience of this Fed coin. Now, with all that said, with everything that I just said, you don't have to accept it at all. You do not have to be in that system. The people in Europe right now who are smiley and happy when their government says, oh, go, go lock yourself in your room and the negative interest rates are great. You don't have to you don't have to use the euro. You don't have to save in the euro. You could be saving in Bitcoin right now. Right now it's out there. But I just want to say for the people that say that we're not going to have negative rates in the United States, we're going to have them. Oh, we're going to have them. And the way they will implement it, it'll probably be pretty cool, quote unquote, cool with the uh, and technologically advanced with the, the use of Fed coin. You know, you get, you get your Fed coin account. You don't use it. You, you lose some of your Fed coin. There's, there's your negative interest rate right there. Okay. Or even if you use it, you, you, every month you lose from your negative, from your uh, Fed coin account, but it's the convenience. Oh, please steal from me. Get, I will let you steal from me if you give me convenience because European Central Bank said it's a good thing. Okay. Pound that like button. And here's a flashback from June the 2nd, 2019. And this is when Bitcoin was pumping a, a bit. Uh, during that, uh, right before the summer of, of 2019, everyone had said Bitcoin was dead and it had gone from 3,000 to 6,000. I don't know what it was on that day. But someone says, I keep reading that people want a 50% dip or more to buy, to buy in. Okay. So this person back then said, I keep reading that people want a 50% dip or more to buy in. And eventually the, the price of Bitcoin would get uh, pretty high. And then there was a 50% drop, no doubt about it. Um, the price of Bitcoin did get cut by 50% uh, from its uh, 2019 high, from even its uh, early 2020 high, I believe. Yes, the early 2020 high was what, in the 11,000s or something like that, or 10,000s, in the 10,000s. And when we had that day, March the 2nd, shockingly, uh, it, it did get cut down to below $5,000, to below $4,000. So there was a 50% cut. Uh, so the question is, as early as June of 2019, over a year ago, we had big talkers, no coiners, who knows, saying, yeah, I'm waiting. I'm waiting till the price gets cut by 50%. Okay. Did they actually do it though? Did they actually do it? So there, there's your proof right there. You can go back and see that there were big talkers. They, they, okay, so you got it right, guys. It did get cut by 50%. Did you actually buy in? Did, are you just still talking about the, the theoretical nonsense? Okay. Now, again, it happened. That was what happened on March the 12th. The, the, the worldwide panic that was brought on by uh, 
the virus, that it, it, it showed us all something that when when there's something that huge and that different out there and manufactured, indeed, man, the panic was totally manufactured, that it can seep into Bitcoin. It can seep into Bitcoin. But how long did it really stick around in Bitcoin for? There was it, it, it you know, there were two or three days there that it was below five thousand, below six thousand, then it came back. It's all forgotten, and you got it on sale. But it was a, it was a lesson. It definitely was a lesson. And up until that point, uh, there hadn't been a fifty uh, percent drop like that uh, during uh, a run up. I, I forgot what what the statistic was, but uh, hey. You live and learn, and you really learn if you didn't panic uh, when, when all that happened. Okay, we just—I just saw something else there. Uh, oh no, I didn't. It was this—it was Ken's thing again that came up. Uh, okay. Okay, someone's complaining about EOS. You didn't even ask the question properly there, Roll Power. You're pretty bad. You've you got to type it in as one word, dude. But I, I'm not going to talk about EOS. Great, you should have dumped the EOS. Awesome. Uh, I, uh, all right, so let's uh, let's move on to another topic here. Well, speaking about uh, well, speaking about craziness like EOS, Uniswap, Uniswap is decentralized ER ERC twenty exchange. Uniswap today hit new highs with a twenty four hour trading volume of four hundred forty one million dollars. That's nearly 20% higher than Coinbase's pro trading volume, which stood at uh, over $373 million today. The surge in interest in Uniswap is uh, due to the surge in interest in DeFi. <laughs> well, I agree with that, dude. It, DeFi is not only – it's not just the flavor of the month, like you know, EOS was the flavor of the month once. Because DeFi encompasses way more than just one little altcoin. It's a bunch of whack tokens out there. And it is the next ICO, no doubt about it. And if you want to be a gambler, well, it's clear Uniswap is the casino to go to. They're, oh, my. They're, people are flooding that casino. And this is where the big boys play. If you want to go gamble, go gamble. If you if you value your wealth in Bitcoin, if you understand that Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin and that uh, this, this DeFi stuff is built on nothing, uh, well, it's not really decentralized. At all, you, you get an IOU for your Bitcoin, and, and then you buy this uh, DeFi coin and one of the many DeFi coins, and then then you hope that you can get your Bitcoin back. It's a it's a gambling, and right now this there's a tweet by a guy named Benny Bitcoins, not BTC Benny, but DeFi tokens right now are the misdirection in a magic trick. Sooner rather than later, the focus will inevitably shift back to Bitcoin and Ethereum. Just as it always does. Well, the Ethereum part, okay, I mean, Ethereum is the next Ethereum. But yes, DeFi tokens right now are the misdirection. They are definitely a mixed a misdirection that for the impulsive people out there that just think Bitcoin is too boring. So that's the that's the misdirection of the year, and it will be the misdirection of next year too. Some people are gonna win off of it, and it is it will fuel an Ethereum pump too. It's it's fueling the DeFi is pumping and Ethereum is pumping, uh, but the the the, De the DeFi pumps are insane and the usage of Uniswap is it's impressive. I mean, it's you, you got to admit. I mean, a lot of people going over there. It 
It serves a purpose. It's it's a casino. Uh, and Twitter, there's a dude named 200. I linked to it below. It's like 210,000 BTC. He is tracking the MicroStrategy micro purchase, how much it's worth now, how much it's changed. It's a good feed to look at. It's a, it's a unique thing. I, I, I think uh, keeping, keeping track of how well MicroStrategy is doing with uh, valuing their wealth in Bitcoin, it's, it's an interesting exercise, and I'm glad someone on Twitter, you can follow them, and they, they update it quite often. And all right, so we're going to get to Peter Schiff's son. All right, let me just make sure there's no questions. Um, I see Taval is in the house. Good to see you, Taval. Uh, and Jay Parr said, "Did you see? Did you see Elon Cyberpig? He just no. Jay Parr, weren't you around last for last night's show? I talked about Gabriel and I talked about the uh, cyber. We talked about the putting it in your brain, the 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 uh, the, the chips in your brain. Now, I, I do want to say that later today, much later today, on the backup channel." We're going to have a full, uh, the, the regular Beyond Bitcoin show because th that was a bonus Beyond Bitcoin show I had with Gabriel last night. And maybe there'll be something new that we're going to have these bonus shows on Saturday nights on the main channel. But tonight, late tonight, because I've got to call a friend in San Francisco. It's, it's his birthday and I got to eat. I got to do a lot of things tonight. Uh, but late tonight, please tune in to the backup channel if all goes well. We're going to have a Beyond Bitcoin show, and you can ask about the cyber pig there. Um, I love what Elon Musk is doing. Absolutely love it. And I, I, hope, I hope such a chip um, cures uh, some people of various ailments that they, they are suffering under uh, currently. And I, I think that's it's awesome. that This is the golden age where we, we're, we're on the verge of, of people having chips in their heads. Now, there's some controversy over, of course, of course. But the good that it could bring to the world is is unbelievable. And just the productive nature, the in-motion nature of Elon Musk, it's just very, very impressive. Very impressive. I'm, I'm a, I like people who create that do not destroy. And uh, that, that is quite a creation they're, they're working on over there. Now, uh, okay, so Peter Schiff's son. Speaking about the destruction, well, I don't know. Does Peter Schiff want to destroy Bitcoin? No, he actually doesn't. He doesn't want to. His son, he's got a few sons, so this is his second youngest child. He's had a few wives. I mean, uh, <laughs> that says a lot about him. Now, uh, but but he, so his son likes Bitcoin. Awesome. The the son of a, a very wealthy man. He's a smart kid. He's like seventeen. He likes Bitcoin. So Peter Schiff says, you send my son some Bitcoin. Go ahead. Make my day. He provides the, the Bitcoin address. He provides the Bitcoin address. You know, he, he says, it's funny. You're making fun of me because my son doesn't like gold and he likes Bitcoin. Send my son Bitcoin. So you C-U-C-Ks out there who think you're making some statement, who have no respect for money, who you give away your precious Bitcoin to Peter Schiff's son. He has raised 0.11 Bitcoin over a for you fiat freaks out there over twelve hundred dollars worth of Bitcoin. People have given a millionaire son. Okay, 
because a guy you all dislike said to do it. You think you're making a point. It's such a waste. And you, this is how you end up a no-coiner, okay? You, you, I got to do something with my Bitcoin. Better send it to Peter Schiff's son. Does that make any sense? Does that, that really is the definition of like seeing somebody enjoy what is yours, what a C-U-C-K is. You're just sitting there by the bed enjoying this dude. Um, he, 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 he's enjoying something that you should be enjoying, okay? I mean, this is uh, – it proves – it's not – it only proves people's obsession with Peter Schiff. You want his approval that much? You give his son? You think that's going to change his mind? He's laughing. They're both laughing <laughs> in different ways. But, I mean, come on. So – I was shocked to see it was that high. I mean, I, I, I know there are a lot of no-corners and C-U-C-Ks out there and people that just are impulsive and, and want other people's approval. Approve of your own self. You're a holder. You should be happy about that. You don't have to give it away. And if you're going to give it away, give it away to your own son, okay? And not somebody else's son. If you have a son and you gave Peter Schiff's son any amount of Bitcoin, uh, it's, it's shameful. It really is. Now, you can do what you want to do. But I'm giving you my take on the situation there, okay? I didn't. I don't give my Bitcoin away to, the, to Peter Schiff's son about because he's Peter Schiff's son. You don't know this 17 year old kid. You're doing it because of Peter. It doesn't. You're doing it. Oh, he spoke. It's gonna change Peter's mind. Or I want to. He's such a rebellious kid. <laughs> yeah, he's a rebellious kid. Whatever. He's just. He's like a, a normal kid. Normal stuff. No, they don't want gold. They want Bitcoin. And you just gave him more Bitcoin. <laughs> And you can check the address yourself. It is linked to below. <laughs> he wants you to gift his son Bitcoin. And you did it. People are so compliant. <laughs> Just because someone says to do something, don't do it blindly. Think about what you're doing with your money. Your precious. So Chris Black, and we talked about this a little bit on Friday's show. He's got to come back to the Friday show one of these days. He, he will. He'll be back. Uh, and I'm just – before we talk about Chris Black again, he likes Ethereum. He likes DeFi, but he calls this stuff out. Uh, and he says here uh, – well, Ren acknowledges – Ren, which is some DeFi token, acknowledges – that in the current phase, the core team could collude to steal the 9,000 Bitcoin and lays out the reasons that you should trust that they will not. This may work with early stage products up to a million dollars in value, but trusting strangers with $110 million? Yeah. So, I mean, how, how decentralized is that? I mean, there's trust. There's a tremendous amount of trust. So all these dudes that are supposed to be decentralized, they're raising millions and millions of dollars worth of Bitcoin that's locked away. And, and you got to trust them that not, no one is going to be tempted to, to steal any of uh, the $110 million. And, and I, I think he makes a good point. With, with smaller amounts, yeah, you know, but the temptation just grows and grows and grows. This is uh, – DeFi is – the land of IOUs and trust, which is not what the well, that's not my interpretation of what the cryptocurrency is supposed to be. But hey, you can have your own interpretation. Now, speaking about interpretations of, of, of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, I want to hand the dudes in Texas. I'm going to give them some credit. Bit Bit Block Boom 
is having their event in person right now in Dallas. Tone Bays on Friday tweeted out a photo of them at the event. And like no one was wearing a mask. And unfortunately, the, the tweet's been taken down now. I, I assume that's because maybe the guy who's putting it on, Gary, I don't know. Maybe he could get in trouble if there's proof that people weren't following there might be mask rules in Texas. I have no idea. But I saw that and I'm like, yes. And Tone said they were having so much fun there. Everyone, and I, there is no new normal. They went back to normal. Normal is people hanging out, talking about Bitcoin in Texas, wherever. So to me, the picture was beautiful. Beautiful. No mask. People happy. Yet it was funny. In, in the thread, there were people like oh, right away saying, oh, no mask. No mask. Oh, 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 my God. Ashanda. Oh, my God. No mask. I got to be a yenta and spread the word and, and shame them. No, 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 no. So, again, it was taken down. It is true. It, I'm sure there was a, uh, a re someone asked them to take it down. I don't think Tone would have just taken it down. No one, no one shamed him into taking it down. Uh, but I, I'm proud, you know, be there. Uh, Proof, if, be there photographic proof or not. I love that they're real events, uh, that they, they took the step down there in Texas to have a real freaking event. And uh, yeah, still, there are people that follow Tone, apparently. And there are plenty of people. I, I read Tone's feed every day. And I mean, when, he, when he'll comment on current events, uh, the people, you don't know what you're talking. I mean, he'll, he'll say, uh, uh, you, you know, what people are talking about today that, uh, <laughs> of all the deaths from from the virus, only six percent uh, were people that had no co comorbidity. Okay, and they're like, you don't know what you're talking about. I mean, it, it's it, this is there for so long that fact too. But so yeah, people people there are plenty of people in the space. You can be a, a screaming Karen and still on Bitcoin. It's true. You can be a screaming Karen and be a compliant bootlicker and still have uh, still have Bitcoin and still follow Tony Bays or Adam Meister or whoever. Okay, that's that's the world we live in. It's great. I'm, I'm not I'm not a canceler and I am into creation. So good. They're creating a, an awesome event in Texas. May there be more events very 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 soon. Okay, I'm going. We're going to talk about this Bcash fork real fit, quick. People ask me about it and. Uh, there is a link to below is a very good explanation of, of what is going on with, with this possible Bcash fork that would happen on November 15th. Amari, I guess that's his name, Amari. He, he's the definitely the main force behind it, and it, it seems like he's gung-ho. George Donnelly wrote this up, okay? I've had George on the show before. Uh, he's, he's an honest dude. So this is really... Uh, an honest assessment of what's going on in the Bcash realm, if you care, because there are people out there that still hold on to their Bcash and they, they like, Hey, if it's going to give me a crypto dividend, I want to know about what this argument is. So I'm, I'm not going to get into the whole argument, but it's, it's like Amari coin. Basically it looks like it's going to be, he, he wants there to be a tax. I mean, it's an interesting experiment. You could, and you know, if someone wanted to do that with Bitcoin, if someone wanted to do that with Bitcoin, have a, a uh, 8% tax to, to, fund, to fund the developers, and maybe someone will do this. Well, then fork off Bitcoin, make your own your own version of Bitcoin, because that's not Bitcoin. Uh, and that's what he's doing to Bcash. And most people are saying that's not Bcash. Okay, 
let, let's see if they, they jump in. George gives some numbers, though, that, I mean, he says worst case scenario, if, a, if this Amari dude really does it, he's going he's gonna to do pretty darn well for himself. It's very interesting. Very, very interesting piece by George Donnelly. And it'll expand your mind uh, about the, you know, the, the experiments that are going on over there. So, uh, and ballet, the, the, the wallet ballet that uh, people like to vilify uh, because of, uh, they don't like uh, Bobby Lee, you know, they're jealous and envious that he's already a millionaire and he's, he, you know, he makes his own, uh, he's in motion and actually produces a wallet when they're all these other people scream and say, no, you can't produce a wallet because you know, you're too successful. Uh, you know, it sounds like uh, AOC type of stuff. You're, you're too successful. We must uh, take away from you and shame you. Uh, you're, uh, you're obligated. You're, <laughs> You're, you're obligated to support the screamers and, and to do what the, the mob tells you to do. No, you're not. But it, it apparently this ballet post says uh, that if there, this fork happens, you'll, you'll easily be able to claim the Amari fork of, of Bcash, the Amari crypto dividend. Okay, so you can read that also below because people have asked me about that. How, how would I claim my uh, Amari coin? There, look, read, read, read George's thing and then read the ballet crypto thing. Okay. I, I, I don't have Bcash, so I don't. This is, but it, it the, the, the whole uh, the tax for for the to fund the developers is it's interesting. It's interesting to see how that uh, develops and how Bcash will survive losing a developer like him and having yet another you know another piece of it taken away. Because we've already seen the BSV thing happen, and now we're going to see B Amari. <laughs> and who gets, you know, will he be able to successfully take over the Bcash name? And I don't think he will be, but uh, that that's written about also. Now, the, the Pierre Richard says Bitcoin is easier to understand than fiat. And I have to say, on a certain level, Bitcoin is easier to understand than fiat. Okay. He says, ask an 18 year old to open a bank account. Now ask that same 18-year-old to create a new Bitcoin wallet. The latter is so much easier. The bank stuff is so annoying and archaic. Okay, this is a little bit different from what you said originally um, because you're, you're comparing banks and Bitcoin accounts. I agree. It, it, to set up a bank account, you got to go to the – you have to go in and fill out paperwork, give your social security number, et cetera, et cetera. With the right Bitcoin address, with the, it's easy. Okay, it, it's – now – the Trezor thing, you sign up your Trezor. If, if you just have never dealt with cryptocurrency before, that's probably hard. Uh, that, that's probably more – if you've never touched – never seen cryptocurrency before and you're asked to set up a Trezor, that – you know, a, a bank account probably would be easier at that point. Now, of course, you don't have to give your social security number, which is great. But let's, let's get back to the original issue here. Bitcoin is easier to understand than fiat. Okay, here's a simple thing. Bitcoin, it's digital money. There are only going to be 21 million of them ever. Okay? Computers control everything. Then with fiat, how would you explain fiat? Well, we got this dollar system that's controlled by the Federal Reserve, which is sort of a private public uh, uh, institution. And maybe the government can, can mint some more money. We don't know how much money there's ever going to be. Uh, a lot of it is digital. Some of it is physical. Well, it's a... Uh, there's uh, there's the world reserve currency and the, the 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 president can interfere sometimes or maybe congress can and yeah there's some kind of, so bitcoin can be explained simply uh when people start questioning 
the fiat system, you can give them a pretty simple answer with Bitcoin. There's only going to be 21 million of them. How much? How much? Uh, how many dollars are they going to be? Well, we don't know. <laughs> All right. Now, Alistair Milne, we're going to end it like this. But you no, know, I, I do think uh, 18-year-olds that get just a little bit of, of exposure to Bitcoin and, and they see the difference between Bitcoin and a bank account, that's a good thing. We're going to – the, the youth of the nation will uh, start to be very comfortable with uh, Bitcoin, which is good for us. It's good for everyone. All right. But hey, maybe, maybe I hope to I hope to Hashem that the, the youth of the nation are not so compliant that if the, the government said, ah, this this BTC thing is terrible, just stick with this Fed coin, they, they would just blindly do it. I mean, their parents are all going to do it. But now, uh, not all, but lots of them. Alistair Milne tweet, what are the most famous crypto Twitter tweets of all time? And he lists some. It's pretty funny. And then I discovered that uh, Jameson Lopp actually had a blog post a few months ago that also discussed the uh, the most famous uh, crypto Twitter tweets of, of all time or Bitcoin tweets of all time. So it's some pretty funny stuff and it brings back some memories. So you can look at that. That is linked to below. And that is at the bottom of my, my list. I, everything I talk about on this show is obviously linked to below. And I'm seeing uh, Kadir is in the house. I haven't seen him in the house for a while. Good to see him. And that's it. That's it, dudes. I'm going to go running. I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Remember to subscribe to the channel, like this video, pound that like button, and uh, you get a new show here every day, and you'll probably get an, another show tonight on the backup channel. So subscribe. I will see you guys later. Thanks. Bye-bye.